feel that anger, what you actually are is afraid that something might happen. And then turning that fear into love and saying, you know what, there's a possibility here that we can actually do this together. We can actually change the planet together. Welcome to Hey Change, a place where we question the truth and find happiness in new realities. If you are ready to become a climate optimist and to see the world from a new set of eyes, you have come to the right place. I am so excited to have you here and I cannot wait to begin. So let's dive in. Let's embrace some change. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well this summer and that you're finding some time to heal, reflect and regain energy. For you who follow me on Instagram, you may have seen that I just completed a move from New York City and it's been really exhausting to be honest with you as any move in 90 degree weather and no elevator would be. And it feels crazy to say that we moved again because we just left our home in San Francisco last summer And after being on the road for a bit, we landed in New York in November. And I definitely thought that this year was going to be the year when we finally were settled back in and able to gain some sort of normalcy. But needless to say, 2020 had other plans. And when COVID first hit, we decided to leave and quarantine in the country for some time. And although I was upset at first for leaving our home that we had finally settled into, I soon realized how different I felt being out of the city. I'm a sensitive being and always have been, and it's become so clear to me lately, especially this year, that the big city life is very draining for me. I love the polls, I love the energy, I love all the entrepreneurial and creative people, but when I'm in the countryside, I gain a whole different kind of clarity. And I always feel so much more empowered to do my work here and without having to constantly heal myself and catch up, so to speak, my mission feels a lot easier. And so that is why we chose to pack up once again and move to Western Massachusetts, where we currently are, to be able to tune into nature and truly start living a life where we get to thrive. And with that said, I'm super excited to start sharing our eco journey with you as we build our little homestead life here together. There is so much to learn about the self-sufficient country life, and I honestly could not be more ready for this next chapter. We might get some chickens, maybe we get a goat, who knows? Anyways, I promise to, of course, share as I learn, and maybe you too will be inspired to make some changes to your life. And I wanted to intro with this because it ties so much into what we're about to discuss with our guest, Megan Markey. It's a talk about finding your purpose and a life where you get to thrive. It's about listening to your voices inside you and learning how to turn your dreams into action. This episode is 100% about how to empower yourself and make reality of your own dream journey. But at the same time, it's also 100% about changing the world. And I have said this before, and I cannot say it enough, so I'll say it again. Your self-healing and empowerment is so important for making a change in the world. Your activism fuels off your own spiritual, mental, and physical well-being. And if you haven't already, I want you to right now commit to your own journey to mindfulness and health. And then I want you to use that self-empowerment and fuel it into action. And here is why. I am currently enrolled in a climate reality leadership training with Al Gore. And what he just mentioned in one of our sessions is that 2020 and 2021 are the most important years in climate history. We have a super important election here in the US and 
that can honestly determine everything. And to learn more on the power of voting and how to think about voting during a pandemic, tune into episode 55 with Sat Amir from Plus One Vote. I'm also super stoked to say that last week I interviewed Green Party president candidate Howie Hawkins on his policies and what his eco-socialist Green New Deal is all about. I will edit and post that episode next, so stay tuned for more. But yeah, 2020 and 2021 are so important because we can make history. It's election year here in the US and also next year all the world's leaders are coming together to really make some important decisions about the climate. And the truth is that there is so much we can do to get to climate action and so many ways in how we can rethink society and build for a better and more just and beautiful world. So if you choose to do anything this year, I hope you decide to empower yourself and find ways to become a climate leader for yourself and for others. Choose to ground yourself in your own truth and well-being and then use that strength to empower others to join this movement with us. There's a beautiful quote by Tom Peters that says, leaders don't create more followers, they create more leaders. And if you haven't already, I hope you head over to theclimateoptimist.com theclimateoptimist.com and sign up for my free Climate Optimist class that I'm launching in August. In the class, you'll get all the tools for creating a mindful, empowered, and balanced life as an activist. In other words, learn the lifestyle hacks to keep your activist engine going. It's taken me years to learn this myself and these realizations have been game-changing for me. So I cannot wait to share them with you too. Theclimateoptimist.com. Go over there and click sign up and I'll see you in my first class in August. All right, so we are here to empower ourselves and find the hope and the activism and the optimism to keep us going. We're here to make change. And with that, I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Megan Markey is a former journalist, intuitive, social entrepreneur, and obsessed pattern seeker. She strikes a unique balance between the practical and the spiritual to help you seek and find the soul-aligned version of you that wants to communicate with the world. Her most recent mission is to help guide spiritual entrepreneurs and conscious corporate leaders out of the lives they've chosen to be safe and into their soul-aligned purpose and mission. I have personally worked with Megan multiple times and she has the ability to understand you and your life's purpose like no one else. And this is a conversation between us as friends and the drive that we both share to make this world a better place. And I'm very excited to share it with you. I hope you gain a lot of insight, a lot of empowerment, a lot of inspiration to seek your own journey of health and happiness and abundance. And without further ado, this is Megan Markey. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Hate Change. So excited to chat with you today. Same. I have been looking forward to this for a long time, and I've known that you're going to be up to big things when we first met. So um, finally, happy to be here doing this with you. I feel like it was like a long thing coming. Or long yeah, time <laughs> totally. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's, I feel like I need to give a little bit of background to this conversation. I owe Megan my life. Not that she <laughs> saved my life, but she has actually twice now um, made me realize that I wasn't really heading in the direction I was supposed to go in. And she sort of just like touched on something inside me and helped me see what I was here to do and what I actually do want to do. And so she's just incredible at giving clarity and helping you 
push you over the edge, if you want to say so. And uh, I just, you know, girl, I, I thank you so much. I really just owe you. <sighs> You are so welcome, and um, yeah, wow, that's such a glowing review. Um, but I gave you the clarity and insight, but it takes someone who really is up to the task of taking massive action, which you are. You're an Aries, right? Yes. Yes. Very, very much so, too. <laughs> yeah, so you stop for nothing, and you just produce like I've never seen anyone else before. So Thanks, girl. Um, I'm trying to take a chill I would say this time, like the, with the coronavirus and everything, it's like I'm being forced to just change my routines and be more in the flow of things. And I think that's a good thing for me. I'm really learning that. Yeah, as everyone is. Yeah. Um, so. Well, so Megan, I would love for you to share with our listeners what exactly it is that you do and also why you chose this path for yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I chose it as the, for starters, <laughs> but I am an intuitive coach. That means I'm a psychic um, and I uh, use a number of different modalities like hypnosis and past life regression and tapping to help people um, reprocess interpersonal trauma from childhood and, um, you know, use the subconscious mind to sort of produce the best outcomes in their life. Why do you think this is important for people? I noticed that in my own life, I was constantly solving for the external problems. And it was like a game of whack-a-mole. I would get into the best shape of my life. And then I got injured and I was like right back at zero. And I even gained more weight than I lost um, during that time. I got to the point where I made a lot of money and I was had a successful business. And then I really destroyed it all <laughs> at the age of 30 because um, I don't think I believed I was deserving of any of it. Um, and I didn't think I was worthy of anything that I was creating. So I was really spinning my wheels to, to create these outcomes. And then at the end of the day, I was always back at zero. <laughs> and so I noticed this um, at the age of 31, I basically had my breakdown slash spiritual awakening um, and really changed my whole career from being a real estate agent. I was a six figure successful business running real estate agent. And I changed my life to work in the holistic uh, health coaching space. Um, and that really led me to hypnosis and subconscious reprogramming, as well as my psychic and intuitive awakening. So, you know, to the, that's the long answer to your question, but why I think it's important is that I've experienced every angle of like the self-help and healing space. Um, and what I've realized that these people who suffer from chronic illness um, and long-term emotional disturbances are really not being served by the medical community without a holistic approach. So that's where sort of I come in with my gifts and talents to help people sort of piece back together what their soul's purpose is, along with healing the childhood issues through reprogramming the subconscious mind so that they can move on forever. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I will just... I think sometimes people have a hard time like seeking help with intuitive health coaches or someone like you or anyone that will or is willing to help you go backwards in time and help heal things from the past. I think most people say, you know, you have, nothing is wrong with me. Like I've had a normal life, you know, I'm fine. 
And then they keep hitting those roadblocks they're talking about. They get so far, but then something happens or they might reach their goal, but they're still not happy. And I think most people are carrying some sort of energy from the past that they can only benefit from releasing and understanding. And I mean, myself personally, I've done a lot of just bringing up to the surface of old stuff that I had no idea I was still holding on to. And it's so interesting when someone goes through you through hypnosis and you're like, oh, I did not even, I had no idea I even remembered that. But then you go into this different stage and you're like, oh, I can see it so clearly. Like, obviously, this is something that's still very much a part of me. And I can see now how that is holding me back. And I would love to hear from you. What is the best thing about the things that you do? Oh, God. Well, just an example from today, getting a message from one of my clients who's really experiencing chronic fatigue, um, some depression, um, bloating, skin issues, and having her call and say, like, I've had my first productive day and I'm feeling really good and happy for the first time in months. Mm. That's just an incredible feeling. And, you know, I just think that it can be simple. Um, And so that's why I do what I do, because I I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to be like, lost and afraid, and also not willing to admit that I'm afraid and bloated and feeling sick and just depression. I don't know, it plagues so many Americans. And a lot of people are willing to just live in that state for a long time without saying anything to anyone. Do you think so, it can be like most people actually don't know what it feels like to be happy or in tune with yourself? Yeah, so it's like that's what it was for me. When I was first diagnosed with low-grade dystemia, which is a form of depression, I looked at the doctor and I was like, the symptoms that you're describing to me are my personality. Like, <laughs> like I'm from Boston, I'm pretty negative, I'm like sarcastic, I have just a realistic outlook on life. And like, I'm always tired. That's how I've been since I was 14, um, which is when I got my period. And yeah, it's when I got on medication was really the first time that I felt happiness. Mm. Um, And so, you know, that happiness feeling really comes from the chemical serotonin, which is produced in the gut. And actually 90% of your serotonin is produced in the gut. um, And that's just something no one, talks about or teaches or you know well you say so, happy gut you know <laughs> keep your belly happy you'll be happy Make exactly and I know that's such a big part of your journey you know being vegan and just being really health conscious um and it's uh, a really underrecognized aspect of uh of brain health Right. Yeah, I think there has to be a lot more widespread knowledge about the connection between what we eat and how we take care of our bodies and how we actually feel. And also, you know, all these brain related diseases as well. I think it's starting to become more understood that, you know, what we eat has a huge impact, not just on our physical health, but on our mental health and like spiritual health as well. And goes without saying that you need to take care of yourself in so many different ways. But I'm curious to know, because you said you didn't really choose this path. It was almost chosen for you when you were called to do this. Can you just recall like one moment or something that happened to you? You were like, from here on, I'm going to start helping people and become an intuitive coach. Yeah, it was a, a rather slow process. But I knew in 2015 when I started, it was after 
eating organic food for like two months and I stopped eating gluten, I was really had that spiritual awakening where I was like, I feel good in my body for the first time and I'm not using chemicals to induce this feeling. And my mindset shifted. I just thought like, oh, I'm totally in the wrong job. But I think there's this state of numbness that we're all willing, that we get used to, um, when, especially when our bodies are creating that numbness for us because there's inflammation. So we just quite literally don't have brain clarity uh, enough to be able to foresee or connect with our purpose. Mm. So that was like, probably part one of three. And then once my body was really clear, I went through a nine month detoxification process with infrared saunas and colonics and um, a lot of bentonite clay to help clear toxins out of the body. That's when I really realized like, oh, I've been burying this psychic gift since I was five years old. And it just sort of emerged from the total state of health of my body. And that's when I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I think I like watched a video that said, um, you know, if you want to figure out what your life purpose is, take a look at your bookshelf and really realize what it is that you're interested in. And I saw that like really my whole life was like reading about spirituality and health. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's when I, and you know, the other thing is they tell you that, the thing you're meant to do in this life is probably the thing you've been doing already your whole life. It's probably been a passion that you've had since you were a child. And for me, it's always been helping other people. I've always been the problem solver. I've always been a challenge solver. And I don't know, it's just like a unique device, like a Bluetooth that's been installed in my brain. When you're telling me what's happening with you, your problem, I'm downloading the information like actively and I can just see how it can be solved. I don't know why. That's just been how it's been since I was like nine, you know? And I can clarify Um, that you do know what you're doing (laughs) somehow. It's like almost like magic. I'm like, how did you know that? You know, how could you, how could you know it? Like, how could you possibly know it? that's exactly what I'm trying to say? It's like when you talk to Megan, I explain how I'm feeling, what I'm going through. And she's like, oh, so this is how you feel. And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> exactly what I meant. <laughs> I'm so happy that you have found your calling and realized what you're here to do because you're helping so many women, me included. Um, and you did sort of mention that is one thing to, you know, wake up to the realization of, oh, I need to change my life or I should probably choose a different path. It's a different story to then also get to action and doing those things. So from talking to a lot of entrepreneurs and women and, you know, people changing their lives, what are some thoughts and tips that you have for going through successful transformational change? Ooh. <laughs> it's a big yeah, one. <laughs> it's a big question. You know, I'm studying even more deeply on change work now, but you know, I think successful transformational change, it has to come from a deep subconscious level. It also has to come from a desire to want to change. So here's what's really interesting about the work that I do. A lot of times I can see clearly what the potential of this person is. I can see what their life path is. I can see um, even how the steps of how they can meet this potential. But a lot of people are really, um, you know, die hard fixed to their current identity and they may not know why. So the thing 
about change is that whatever you're doing right now that's keeping you stuck has a payoff. There's some benefit to being broke. There's some benefit to, um, you know, being sick. There is something that you're getting out of it. And it's like, I like to say the mind and the body are smart. If something happened to you as a child, which showed you that you could get love and attention if you were sick, or you could get love and attention if you got a headache and everybody would turn, you know, and you had an alcoholic parent or a narcissistic parent, and that's the way that you got love, then the brain goes on autopilot. And now you're 30, and you have no idea why you have migraine headaches. But you set that program on autopilot when you were five, when your dad never paid attention to you, when you, when you came home from school um, because he was a workaholic or whatever it is. And so it just, you know, it really is about changing your identity. You have to want to identify as someone who's well. You have to want to identify as someone who's successful and then sort of navigate the fears around becoming successful or healthy, you know, what does that mean for you? Does that mean you might not get love? And that's really how basic it is. And you, we have to like go back into the mind, into the childhood version of you and really uncover like why you believe that getting that thing that you really want could cause you some kind of pain. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes all the sense. I mean, I'm talking about very similar stuff in my climate optimist class, although it's yeah. related to climate change. Um, I think I always say it's very important that we actively choose the word that we tell our stories with. And so yeah. in terms of climate change, it's the story we keep telling ourselves is, you know, we've destroyed the planet so much where there is no hope for a better future like we could you know ask for hope but if you're if we are to be realistic we probably can't do anything to change this that's sort of the story we keep saying and like you just look around and like all you see is like plastic everywhere and people not caring and fossil fuels being pumped out of the ground and you know so it's really hard to find hope in that but I think that is why your work is so important because I think you have to come back to an individual level and ask yourself, who do I want to be in this, right? And I think it's also very important in this work, as we are building a better future for ourselves, that we come back to ourselves and say, I deserve to be happy, I deserve to be loved, I deserve to enjoy life, but that does not have to mean doing the things I'm doing today. And that is why this podcast is all about finding happiness and new realities, and I think you are just literally just pinpointing that with what you're saying, because we, we, we think that, this is how I get the best, most value out of my life because that's what we used to. That's what we know. But there's actually many other ways of living that can be even better and there you can actually thrive and not having to be sick or actually finding a partner that's going to be good for you and not continue to cheat on you, whatever it is that you've been attracting throughout your life. Exactly. I love the way that you framed it. And when you started this podcast the first time a couple of years ago, I thought it was so brilliant because there's really nothing more stressful than a global problem when you're an individual with two hands. <laughs> you know, there's, especially if um, you've experienced powerlessness at any stage in your life, which virtually everyone has to in, on one level, either mm -hmm. in your home, in a relationship, from your community, people experience bullying or abandonment. Um, from your school system or from society at large. So, and that, you know, what I wanted to say in relation to change is that 
Uh, I think that the big geyser that no one's really talking about is that anger is really the thing that unprocessed anger rather is really the thing that prevents people from really having successful change. And I just think in society, we're just not able to express how angry we are. But once we're able to connect anger to intuition, we really are able to sort of be empowered. That might sound strange, um, but there's a part of us that knows that what's happening outside in our reality is absurd. But since we have to go on with normal daily functioning, <laughs> we can't just w walk outside and start screaming and express our rage. We're just burying it and, you know, being complacent and like, you know, and over time that will create a, a series of behaviors that's not empowerment, if that makes sense. And of course, we can have a positive outlook, but I think we need to use anger successfully to say like, this isn't okay with me anymore and there's something I can do about it with power, using our anger with power. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, anger is very tightly attached to acceptance, I feel. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, the world is in a terrible state right now. Things are so unfair. I am furious over that. And you have to accept first that this is what it is because only through acceptance you can allow yourself to be angry or be afraid or whatever it is. Because if you keep suppressing those feelings, we're just going to build up anxiety and depression. And from that yes. state, we are inactive and we don't do anything. And that's when we become complacent. So yeah. I think it's really important to be angry, like scream it out. I sometimes have to go out, out into the woods if I can. <laughs> Let me just scream because I'm like, Ugh. Um, I think it's really powerful. I always say too, if you need to cry, crying is so good for you it is it releases all sorts of stress and like all toxins and like anger and frustration just comes like flushing out of you um and you always find yourself after like a big crying session just feeling so much lighter and suddenly you can see clearly again so totally. yeah it makes so much sense i i do think that what you just said like it's so easy to be stressed when you're facing a global problem and you're only a person with two hands and like it seems like no one else is caring but i think that also ties into that the power of action and the more we do something and the more we work towards a goal that we want to reach or work towards the more of those exactly. action steps starts building up the happiness inside you too. Completely. So anger is actually a protective emotion. Anger um, surfaces to protect your fear because fear is really, um, you know, it's too vulnerable for most people. Um, and so, you know, understanding that when you do feel that anger, what you actually are is afraid that something might happen. And then turning that fear into love and saying, you know what, there's a possibility here that we can actually do this together. We can actually change the planet together. And I, you know, what happens in the brain is something called negative bias. Um, this is a natural protective mechanism that the brain does to keep you safe. So it just generates more negative thoughts than positive thoughts. And the only way to really reverse it is to like flood the brain with uh, positive thoughts and doing that 20 minutes before bed or 20 minutes when you wake up in the morning when the brain is still in the theta state is a really great way to um, program your brain for empowerment, for positivity, um, telling your brain that change is possible, telling your brain that healing the planet is possible that, and, and putting down a gratitude list, super powerful way to help anchor in that change. 
Yeah, I think there's so many tools in the toolbox of how we can feel better about our current situation and ultimately get to work with what needs to get done. I think also yeah. we need to emphasize that it doesn't work to only sit there and produce positive thoughts because if you don't start acting upon them, you're going to feel like a fake anyways. Yeah. I was there. I was like, I read the the secret, that book. And I'm like, Oh, I can just think myself to being happy and I'm going to be happy all the time. And then no. there were days I weren't happy and I was so frustrated with myself because I'm like, this is in my hands. Like I have the power to change my own thinking. So why, why am I not happy? And I think that goes back into acceptance. Some days are harder than others. If you're a woman, mm. you're going through cycles of hormones, which is also really difficult. And right. it's just like finding your flow in that. It's like, I don't have to be completely happy in this shining bright light every single day. It's okay for me too to have down days, but I will keep writing my gratitude notes to start like training my brain to feeling this way. And then you start getting to action about the things you want to do and you start creating dopamine, like the, the hormones that makes you, the, the kickstarts when you start doing the, the change you want to see, you're being productive. And, you know, it's all like a positive cycle from there. Um, but it's constant work. And we, just like you're working out to get in shape, you need to work on your mentality and your happiness as well. Absolutely. Um, you have to take action and actually doing things, being productive and being of service to the world is what creates happiness and satisfaction in life. <laughs> yeah. um, Thanks for saying so that. that. Yeah. Uh, so what, okay. So let's say someone um, is ready to, you know, they might even know that what they want to do with the changes they want to do in the world or for themselves, what is successful and what can people think about when going about that work? I think you want to feel like it's possible. <laughs> um, and in order to sort of really change a behavior, you, you first have to have the awareness of what is the, what do you want to change and what is going to be the benefit of making that change. And then I think what the power of hypnosis does for you is just set your brain up for success. So you're literally helping the brain just create new habits and behaviors it's like basically creating a domino effect for you as opposed to trying to swim upstream and, um, you know, fight against the current because you're think of it as like your, uh, neural pathways have clusters that have been active and like firing and re like for a lifetime, you know? So for example, with, um, someone who might want to change their career and go into climate change, they may have the belief that they're useless and how could they possibly help with something as large as climate change. Um, and so they stay in their nine to five job, you know, as a marketing person or whatever. Um, you know, the thing to note is that I think the most powerful thing is to find other people out in the field who are like you, um, who change careers so that you can see to believe that it's possible. That is your mirror neuron sort of registering like, oh, if, if she did it, I know I could do it. It's helpful to choose someone who's like not that far ahead of you. So don't really choose a celebrity who's like a celebrity climate change person, you know, right. choose someone who's like only six months or a year ahead of you and just be in their energy and realize for your brain that helps see for yourself that it is possible. So with that, with that said, though, do you, you don't really have to change your career path, right? You can still do small changes and stay in a comfort of having a job and a paycheck. Because I feel like many people right now might be uncomfortable given the situation and already not knowing what's going to happen. Or maybe it's a good time to start making changes. Yeah, of course. If you just want to make little changes right now to your life, I, 
I think that um, it's best to start small and then build. So don't try to change everything at once. I've done that in the past. It doesn't work. <laughs> but creating anchors for your mind to say, like, I don't know, if you wanted to change any behavior, like, I don't want to eat carbs anymore. Don't do that because carbs are great. But uh, you would just do a little hypnosis um, to tell your brain of all the benefits of being carb free and that tomorrow you're going to start your day and just plan out everything you're going to do for the day so that you're not diverted into that craving again. Um, mm -hmm. does, is that helpful? Like I think also there's something called bilateral stimulation where you can just toss a bottle across your body back and forth. And just by doing that, when you're having a craving, you can stop that uh, pattern in its path because you're uh, actually anxiety, negative thinking, and a craving, it only lives on one side of the brain. And so by passing a bottle back and forth, you're forcing your brain to process that craving on both sides of the brain. And that'll stop it. And it's, yeah, stop it. I did not know that. <laughs> totally yeah. That's yeah. awesome. But okay, but, so basically you like you're almost working to uncover some sort of code in your subconsciousness, which is why hypnosis can be so effective because you're uncovering whatever code that is that is like holding you back. Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to break that, uh, break that code. And then, you know, finally, I would say get an accountability partner. The mm -hmm. best way to create change is to have someone in that same boat with you that knows like, okay, we're raising our standard. We're changing. We're going to help the climate. Now we're going to recycle differently, you know, Yep. Um, is, yeah. Oftentimes we don't change because we don't know how, and there's a lot of information and that seems scary, but you can turn that around and just be like, am I actually not capable or do I just need to find out more information? So, and, and that also brings us back to acceptance. I, when I started learning more and doing more research at first, I was like, Oh, I claim to be this conscious human being who cares about the planet. But it turns out like mm -hmm. the way I'm acting and living is like the opposite of that. And it took me some, you know, working with myself and accepting that, you know, I didn't know better at first. And it wasn't my fault that I did all these things because I was just doing what I thought was the right thing uh, or I hadn't reflected on it before. So I think just accepting that, you know, I've been wrong. That's totally fine. Everyone's wrong every now and then. But now when I've learned something different, like how do I want to change my behaviors moving forward? Um, so it's powerful to just kind of like, like be your best friend, honestly. Stop hating yes. so much. Like it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting, but that's always the answer. Um, and I think also we should just talk about like perfectionism when it comes mm. to making a change. A lot of it, um, the self-development world, I think, tries to convince you that by changing this one thing about you, that you'll become this magical, perfect human that <laughs> never has problems again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really the point of life. And I think that comes back to acceptance as well, is that, you know, there is only so much that we can change. Yeah. Um, we can set ourselves up to have a successful day, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all here in it together to have the experience of life, you know? Mm, I love that. That Good actually dawned upon me. Bad. Yeah, it dawned upon me, I think, a year ago or so, where I was like, what if my only mission is to be here and be as human as, as, human as I can be? Like, what if, you know, the journey I'm supposed to be is not to become a professional something or produce these many 
books or whatever it is that people set themselves out to do. Like maybe I'm honestly just here to grow and learn about myself and the world. And by not being completely in tune with myself, I'm missing out on that mission. Yeah, I, <laughs> I really do think that that is what it is. I think I've always thought that earth is school. You know, we're here to learn lessons. We're here to, you know, love and be loved. Um, and there, it's like, choose your own adventure. There are like a million different ways to experience it. But I do think that's lost on many people that like, we are, you know, life is just about experiences at the end of the day. You really can't screw it up. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can make some dumb choices sometimes, but then you learn something. So we're back to the experience cycle. Like, all right, right. this life, you know, yeah. figuring it out. Yeah. You always do learn something. It doesn't matter what, where you were or what you did. And you can't go left and be off the path, really. That's like a common question people have. Like, oh, I totally feel like I don't know what I'm doing in life. Well, that's a stage of life. <laughs> so Which is what people don't want to hear. They're like, no, you're supposed to tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> and obviously, I, I help that person and I help them yeah. get clarity. But the reality is that is part of it. Like you, you get lost. Everybody does at times. Um, that's why podcasts are so healing. I think sharing stories with people is just medicine. I have a final question for you and I have a feeling you're going to be an absolute pro at answering this question. So uh, here on Hey Change, we're all about rethinking our current realities to pay paths for new possibilities, mindsets, and worlds. And this fun exercise called Retruthing means that you take something that you see as a truth in the world or in your life and then you retruth it to flip the narrative. So it. if I give you the opportunity right now to retruth anything, what would that be? Anything in my personal life? Well, honestly, I would retruth the idea that beauty, harmony, and peace isn't possible in my lifetime. Um, I just am really, you know, and my concept coming from a Catholic family is just like, God is a punisher. The world is out to get you. You have to cleanse your sins. All of these, you know, really um, negative programming that keeps you in fear. <laughs> and I think a lot of us have that somewhere blatantly. And what I want to believe for myself, at least, is that we have a loving universe, we're fully supported, and whatever it is that we truly desire in this lifetime is always completely possible. And so if we all collectively desire for this beauty, peace, and harmony, I do think that things will start to fall into place. It's like clearing the mind for the better action that can help us create behaviors and actions around that directive. I just really think that it's achievable in our lifetime that we can have that experience of feeling like we get to enjoy life. We don't have to constantly be in stress and suffering and like the next goal, the next dollar, the next, you know, it can just be a total human connection with the body and with nature and with others. And I think that's also so important to remember in these days when we're facing a pandemic and also climate change, and everything seems so uncertain, 
um, to understand that we are here in this lifetime, in this time in history, and we are allowed to be loved and to be happy and to feel good, you know, despite, not despite everything that we've done wrong, but because of all the beautiful things we're still here to do. And because of the fact that we're humans today and that in itself, is such a beautiful experience. Yeah, I think, you know, not to get super deep, but on some level, I do think that this, we treat the world like we would treat our parents in many ways. And if we didn't have a good experience with parents, then we will trash the world. We'll have a sense of apathy. Um, And just thinking about the world or the planet itself as mother, you know, the divine um, portal that brings you life. that brought you into this world, it, it allows, holds space for your existence. We have to consider like sending love back to the mother or even healing that relationship, period. And actively sending love out to the planet and to women, I really do feel like will actually help us get there faster. You thought today, like, it's so hard to explain to someone what self, the concept of self-love is. But I really think that if you can send love to another, that can activate that principle for you. And that will create better behaviors to heal the planet. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> You're just such a wise person. I love this. I'm like talking to you. I'm like, oh, there's hope for the world. <laughs> You're like part of my my routine. <laughs> Staying yeah. optimistic. Thank, Thank you so much, it. Megan. Are there any final words you would like to share with our listeners? Uh, no, that was lovely. I I love talking about these things with you because we do really have similar values when it comes to being an empowered woman with the the power to create our reality as opposed to being a passive um, victim, you know, traveling through society (laughs) on guard, you know, that's Mm -hmm. just not the type of world that we're creating. So it's great to be in community with you as a sister and see the way that you grow and the change that you do in the world. Thank you again for tuning in. I hope you head over to theclimateoptimist.com and sign up for my class. It's launching in a couple of weeks. And if you want to work with Megan, of course, head over to our website that I've linked in the show notes. She is just incredible and she will definitely help shape your world into a different direction. Until next time, stay optimistic, find ways to ground yourself and heal yourself, but continue to seek ways to be the action that we want to see in the world. Decide to be a leader, help create new leaders, and let's start multiple movements all over the world, and let's shift our world into a new future. Sending you all my love, and hope to see you back here soon.